0: Welcome, beautiful humans, to Empowered Sobriety. I am your host, Lindsay Fauna. And I'm your other host, Abigail Gerber. We are both
1: trauma-informed life coaches in hopes of empowering individuals to see beyond their addiction and recovery into compassion, love, acceptance, and freedom. Empowered Sobriety is a podcast for those considering sobriety, are newly sober, or already living a sober life and wanting to up-level their growth in sobriety. Each week, we'll be dropping episodes discussing topics such as childhood traumas, PTSD, sober dating, and sober sex, how to enjoy the social scene, and is AA the only path to sobriety, plus so much more. Along with bringing on other sober coaches that have done deep transformational work like we have, we are also hoping to bring on anyone who feels called to be coached on air by us.
0: Welcome everybody back to Empowered Sobriety. Yay! We are so happy to have you back here with us. And today is a special episode. I will be coaching Abby yes. on some some trauma mm-hmm. that she's experienced. So without further ado.
1: Yes, we wanted to give you all listeners, wonderful community, a taste of what it looks like to be coached. So we thought, yes. why not use one of us? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy. I'm happy to receive support from my beautiful co-host.
0: There's something that's very present yes. here. So yes. we will work through that in real time, which is beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah. And, and thank you for being open and willing Yes, to share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how can I best support you today?
1: Well, I... Would like to receive some help on releasing some trauma from my body. I had a hiking accident, which I've briefly mentioned in a couple episodes, the last day I was on Kauai. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I had a significant fall and no injuries, thank goddess. Not quite sure how I walked away relatively injury-free. I think I have some, you know, ligament and tendon damage, but really what I've noticed is some emotional releasing. I feel Mm -hmm. that needs to happen because when I get in certain environments over the last week and a half, I've burst into tears. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was the first day I went back to the gym and the owner of the gym, he's my coach and he is so supportive. He's just like a dad to me, even though he's a couple of years older, but he has that dad vibe. And mm-hmm. as soon as I hugged him, I burst into tears. And, or when I went into the acupuncture clinic, cause it was all dark and it was a community acupuncture clinic. And so it's all dark and quiet and warm and burst into tears.
0: Yeah. Um, or there's, yeah. there's this level of support or safety that is, triggering everything that's really just on the surface and just sitting on top for you.
1: Yes. Yes. I felt probably the last maybe five or solid five or six days, there's been a hypo arousal where my body is healing. You know, I'm able to work, I'm able to work out to a certain extent, but there's like a depression Mm -hmm. that I'd like work on that as well. Some support on that too, because that depression is kind of my my go-to and it scares me a little bit to be depressed because it, I Mm -hmm. think my body thinks it's going to like go back everything that I've ever learned about myself and helped and cured about for myself. I'm just going to go right back to, you know, laying in bed for 12 hours a day. So, okay.
0: Yeah. I hear that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So I want to ask going inward What do you feel, and let me know if you're not here yet, what do you feel this fall has brought forward for you to look at? So
1: many things. Mm -hmm. Number one, to kind of tie it into sobriety, after I got up, dusted myself off and and kept moving, because I still had to hike four miles, Mm -hmm. and... I had to keep it together, so to speak. You know, I can't, I couldn't, couldn't sit there by the creek and cry because I had to get out of the situation. So, I mean, there was a little bit of tears, um, but I had a massive craving for alcohol. Massive. Mm-hmm. And I noted it, and then I even said to my friend, "I was like, wow, I just, just had a huge craving for alcohol," and she's. So funny and sweet. She goes, well, I have some Altoids and some ceremonial tobacco in my backpack. (laughs)
0: Hey, those are her tools, you know? Those are her tools. (laughs) I just want to acknowledge you for calling it out. Oh, yeah. I needed relief. Yeah, but even just... Experiencing that sensation and having the awareness around, Oh, I, I am craving alcohol right now. You didn't keep that to yourself out of shame. You you said it out loud
1: mm, and point. said, Hey,
0: I'm going to put this in front of me and I'm going to recognize it. Yeah. I'm gonna call it out and I'm gonna let it be present with me. Yeah. I'm not going to try and suppress it and say, oh, no, I I shouldn't feel that feeling. I shouldn't feel that sensation because I'm sober. You said I'm sober and I'm craving alcohol right now. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a really big sensation, actually. It was something that I haven't experienced in quite a few years, certainly during my first year of sobriety, but not year two, three and you know, closing on four. Mm -hmm. And so it was... It struck me that's how big it was. I was like, "Whoa, in that moment, I was like, "Oh, my body wants relief. I mean pain. <laughs> and that was my painkiller of choice. yeah, is alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, in that way, I can have a lot of compassion for myself to be like, "Well, okay, that's just some old patterning right there. Yeah. Nothing like a big old swig of whiskey to <laughs> to <laughs> melt the pain to yes. <laughs>
0: You know, not that I even drank
1: whiskey, but in that moment, I really wanted some whiskey. (laughs)
0: Yeah. We can tell ourselves that that's such a minor or minuscule thing. However, in the grand scheme of sobriety, those small moments where we can identify, call out, and acknowledge, okay, I'm craving alcohol as a pattern – and I'm aware that it is my body that is seeking relief. Yeah. That's a profound part of sobriety, the journey through sobriety. Yeah. Profound moment right there. Mm. So I'm sorry. I just want to yeah really emphasize and honor you for that. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I honor myself for that too. I knew exactly what was going on and- Yeah, Yeah. and that it made sense, given what I'd just been through. (laughs) Yeah. That's trauma work.
0: And were you able to bring some relief after you had to get back through those four miles?
1: Well, I had no Saebel, so (laughs) that makes everything better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say I was on high alert for a day and a half because... We got out of the jungle and then we still had several hours and then my phone locked up and oh my gosh, it was was like a nightmare and couldn't get into the garage that our luggage was stored because my phone was locked because I couldn't get to it because it was rattling in my bag. And then we got on the plane and it was a red eye and we had a four hour layover in Seattle and then getting home. I think when I finally got home and then I crawled up into my little sleeping loft is when I was able to rest. Mm-hmm. That's when the, the healing really started is when I got home 24 hours later. So mm-hmm. I had to be in that hyper aroused state to just simply get through it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So does that answer your question? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you weren't able to experience any sort of relief until 24 hours after the traumatic mm-hmm. event. Once you touched ground and yeah, you were yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah,
1: because I had to sit on a plane, injured, injured shoulder, injured knee, bruises. You know, um, a yeah. huge hematoma on my yeah. r- on my right knee. So everything hurt, and then being in my sleeping lo- loft. It was. It's. it's it's very animal, too. I, I realize that I am an animal first before I am, you know, a human and then Abby. Because when I fell, after doing an internal check, I immediately got up, even though I was injured, but I got up. And then this freight train of a voice came through and was like, tell her you're okay. Because my friend, I mean, who, the trauma she experienced, I'm upright and then I'm, da- and then I'm gone. You know, and so I, you know, I'm I'm not quite sure what she experienced or, you know, anything. I mean, I did ask her because she's like, are you okay?" I'm like, yes, I'm fine. But are you okay? I was very aware of like what that looked like. And then when we got home, Mm -hmm. she pulled down all the sheets and stuff. And I was laying down here in my living room, but it was too cold. And there was so much light coming in from my windows that I crawled very carefully back up to my sleeping loft where it was warmer, low light and just slept all day, Mm -hmm. all day long. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning got up and went to acupuncture and, you know, just kind of like dragged myself around for the, for the week going into all the healing modalities that I could think of. I didn't have like a torn ACL or I didn't have, I didn't have like a dislocated shoulder. Like I knew that I was just hurt. I was just injured. Things, ligaments were, have been, you know, pulled or whatever. I'm not a doctor, but I just knew because the pain markedly reduced with each day. So I knew nothing Mm -hmm. instinctively was, was wrong. Um, Should I have gone to Mm -hmm. the doctor? Yes. And also, no, I, I, I was fine, you know?
0: So, um, Yeah, Yeah. And your awareness and your intuition led you and, you know, everything that you just explained right now in sequence of Mm -hmm. the fall to getting yourself back to getting on the airplane and getting yourself home and taking the next day to sleep and rest and allow yourself really
1: like three days
0: yeah yeah listening to your body yeah and then forcefully getting yourself to these different healing mm-hmm. modalities to begin the healing and i see it as taking yeah. care of yourself yeah. and knowing yourself. it was just
1: the energy of the forcing was just like I did I call somebody and say can you take me to this acupuncture appointment? No, cuz that's that's difficult for me still asking for help even though everyone was lined up. Mm-hmm. I was just like I don't want to be a bother. Yeah. I don't want to bother anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I got this. I can do this. But there's an element of dragging <laughs> to that, you know.
0: You would return that to anyone that was in the state that you were. Oh in. yeah. Oh, yeah. Being being in line to say, let me take you to where you need to go. Let me support you. Let me drive you. What do you yeah. need? Food, liquids, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I'm here. Yeah, and getting irritated you. at
1: those who don't accept help. <laughs> <laughs> like a true human being. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to kind of sit with that for a moment that you are that human for others. Mm. It's, it's an opportunity for you to allow humans to be that for you as well.
1: Yeah. It's a thing that I'm very aware of that I don't, allow people to help me there's fear that comes from it because I don't trust that I'm not a bother to them when my one friend Mm -hmm. said let me go grocery shopping for you I was like no no it's fine it's fine and what came up was they're busy they've got stuff they don't have time to go grocery shopping for an injured friend even though they literally like said let me go grocery shopping for you there's a mistrust there -hmm Yeah, I'm feeling something in my throat. And in my chest, my heart space.
0: Just allow that to come forward and be present. Does it feel like it needs to go somewhere and move? Is it, is it moving?
1: All right, I'm gonna try to not put, I'm gonna try not attach things to it because my mind already was like trying to work it. So let me just describe it. Mm-hmm. The feeling in my chest is a, there's a, like a, a pulsing feeling, like there's something trying to come out. So there's a pressure that's like pushing on on my chest from the inside, trying to move out. My mm-hmm. jaw is, my jaw is tight. There's some emotion coming through.
0: And allow that. My teeth hurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe put both hands over your heart and just feel into the pressure that you're experiencing. Pushing outward.
1: My breathing's constricted.
0: And just go ahead and take your fingers mm-hmm. on both sides of your jaw. And just run them down. Down to your chin.
1: Uh, that feels good.
0: And back up. Yeah. <sighs> just releasing. Moving some of that energy around. Yeah,
1: opening the jaw wide is... Is helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful awareness.
1: I. What's coming through is sadness. A lot of sadness. hmm That I can't ask for help. I'm afraid to ask for help. hmm Because I really needed help this week.
0: Allow that to be present. I'm beautiful Abby. I've got you.
1: It was really scary falling and <laughs> and, and also just letting in the fact that it's like overwhelming, like letting in the fact that I'm alive. I mean my brain wants to like be like, it could have been so much worse, and I'm trying to not let my brain go there. It's just overwhelming that, I, that I'm okay.
0: And all of those things can mm-hmm. be true at the same time. That it's overwhelming mm-hmm. that you're okay. That it's hard and sad, and yeah. that it could have been worse. All of those things can be true at the same time and you can go through those different feelings at the same time. Okay. None of them are wrong or bad.
1: Yeah. There's so many lessons in what happened, you know, and what it's bringing up for me is So many ways that I can skin that cat, that poor cat that gets skinned all the time is that it's bringing up a difficulty in asking for help.
0: Mhm. Mhm. It's yeah. beautiful awareness.
1: Because asking for help is <sighs> there's like this. This jumpy energy when I think about asking for help. Like, in my mind, it makes me feel vulnerable. That brings up the past of, you know, having working parents. Okay. And having needs that don't align with their work schedule.
0: And not being able to Mm -hmm. ask for help.
1: Yeah. I mean... When I think about it, I mean, my mom and my dad were always very good when I was sick. My mom really was loving when I was sick. But I think there was a an inconvenience energy
0: mm-hmm.
1: somewhere somewhere down the line and can't like pinpoint it right now but it was that I was an inconvenience
0: and is that true energetically
1: that's how it felt is it true now yeah is it true now no no but something a thought just came in that was like I offer help when, even when I don't have the energy for it and mm. there it is <laughs> boundaries boundaries so i don't trust when somebody asks me if they can help me because i control and think that they're out of their boundary
0: oh boy oh boy (laughs) but what does that reflect for you about you what are they what is that mirroring to you
1: that i'm not in integrity with my energetic capacity, that when I offer, when I offer help, it's not coming from an authentic place. It's coming from obligation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And where does that usually stem from? Double P's.
1: What's the double P?
0: People-pleasing.
1: Oh, people- ple- Oh, <laughs> of course I'm not going to go to that one. <laughs> My unconscious isn't going to go to that one, Lindsay.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I was like, the let me throw out the double P's. The double P's. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why I can just recognize it so hard is yeah. because I, I hear you. It resonates. It lands Yeah. so hard. So-
1: yeah, I Yeah. I actually had an incident of I had a hard time receiving last night because I I have a friend who's having a concert with her trio and it's on a night I have to work. And so I asked like the one person who's available to work for me or if I could like trade shifts at the restaurant I work at. And he said that he couldn't, but then he came back and said, well, I can come in for you at such and such time. So, like, I'll work, like, four hours, and then he'll come in and work the rest of my, like, two or three hours. And I almost said no, because he was doing me a solid. Like, he has a meeting that he can't, like, that's why he can't come in at those times, but he's willing to come in for me So that I can go to my friend's concert and Mm -hmm. it was too much for my nervous system. Actually, I had Mm -hmm. like a a somatic flush because it was too, it felt too much. It was overwhelming that somebody would do that Mm -hmm. for me. And I recognized it. And I always just said, Abby, receive. Say thank you. So Abby, yes. Receive. <laughs> say <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I just want to bring it back to where we were going with mm-hmm. the people pleasing, right? And a lot of times the people pleaser in us wants to say yes even when it we don't want to. Yeah. Right? And where that comes from is a lack of boundaries, right? is not being able to set boundaries to create the safety and security for mm-hmm. our nervous system, because we're the only people that can do that. We advocate yeah, for ourselves. The inner parent.. Mm-hmm. And so where can you best support yourself? to create those boundaries within yourself so that when you are showing up for others and when you are offering your time and your help and your assistance to others, it is coming from a place of overflow
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. as opposed to the obligation piece Yeah. and not even obligation, the people pleaser piece.
1: First the awareness that I am a people placer. And then how I can shift it is creating the pause
0: mm-hmm.
1: between the ask and the answer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The trick is there's the work for me right there. That's the yeah. That's the peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm is the pause Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it's just a quick, you ask me something, boom, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to resent you for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's inviting the pause. Yeah. Do I have capacity for this?
0: Because we have to understand too, that we are attracting mirrors based on the energy that we are yes putting out. Yes. Yes. So you have people lined up for you in a situation mm-hmm. where you could use support. Mm-hmm. And instead of being able to be in that mm-hmm. and receive. And receive, yeah. You are in the energetic of they will resent me or It's not coming from an authentic place. Because it doesn't come from an authentic place from me first. And that's your opportunity, right? That's, or not even your opportunity, that is the mirror for you. That's God, divine, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. That's the intervention right there.
1: Yeah. And I think for the people pleasers that are, quaking in their seats right now (laughs) the question is what if one of my friends or family members fell and they needed help and I literally can't do it the guilt that comes with that is like a landslide on my head right now Mm. if you were injured and I literally just didn't have what what am I making that mean about me yes That's some transformational work right there. Mm -hmm. Am I a bad friend or a family member if I can't help somebody who fell or is in the hospital or can't be part of the meal train or whatever those things are? Yeah. Guilt. What comes through for me is that I'm bad or that I can't handle it. So there's that enduring pattern coming through. I should be able to do everything.
0: Can I offer something? Please. For God's sakes, please. (laughs) (laughs) And if this doesn't land, um, throw it away. You masterfully just took what we created as your work to look at the people pleasing and your boundaries mm-hmm. and flipped it to what does it mean if I can't show up for people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that makes me experience guilt and that I'm wrong or bad. Mm-hmm. And I want to flip it again, Okay, flip it and reverse it. To back to how do you look at the people pleaser, work with the people pleaser and start creating or coming up with boundaries so that you can be coming from a place of overflow Mm -hmm. when you are offering to others, as opposed to an energetic of. When I do this for you, I will receive Mm -hmm. because I'm coming from a place of my cup not being full. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I'll tell you what was interesting is when you pointed out what I did there, anger came up. Mm. Just a little flash of anger. And Mm -hmm. in in my head, I'm like, well, I want to explain. I want to explain. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to note that. The anger flashed Mm -hmm. through my chest because I was like, she's not listening. She's not seeing, (laughs) which is a very common wound of mine. I don't feel seen. So you're hitting on something. The people pleasing. The people pleasing is not pleased with you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And what else are you noticing? So
1: there's resistance. There's resistance to look into my people pleasing because it is such a coping mechanism for me. That's why you're an elementum certified life coach. <laughs> Catching it.
0: Let me see if I can, if I can reframe a little bit for you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the opportunity here from that reflection mm-hmm. is how can you provide, cultivate, create, Filling up your cup first. Yeah. It's
1: taking care of my needs. Yes. Yeah. My needs. My needs as a human being and my needs as Abby.
0: Because, correct me if I'm wrong, your sobriety comes first.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Your sobriety comes first before most things. Yeah. And so that's a part of you. That's a need for you. Right. Yeah. And that's something that you stand firm on and you put, you put first.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm very empowered in my sobriety. Very empowered. So what else Yeah.
0: can you bring to the front of the line
1: Yeah.
0: with that sobriety
1: Yeah.
0: and say, Hey, I need to make sure that I am supporting myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm meeting my own needs in this way. Mm -hmm. So that when someone I love deeply, dearly asks me for support, I'm coming from a place of fuck yes Mm -hmm. in integrity, in a full body yes, because you've taken care of yourself and you continue to take care of yourself first.
1: And then it'll become obvious when there are things that I can't meet. Okay. Yeah, I see it. When I'm taking care of myself, when I'm filling my own cup, it then becomes very obvious what I need to get from other people. But I can't see that unless I'm meeting my own needs first. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a trust in that, you know? Yeah. It's a bit of a trust in that. Yeah, I can see that, how there's a little bit of a leap. But also, as a reforming people pleaser, I'm so used to satisfying other people's needs. So the journey for me right now is okay. Well, what do I need?
0: Rightfully so.
1: Yeah, that was kind of one of the things I'd written down for like my New Year's intentions was to get to know Abby. I think you did too. Like, how much sleep do I need? Absolutely. What is it? What does my body feel like when I am on sugar or too much salt? Or, you know, what does it feel like
0: to be depleted? In relationship, Mm -hmm. I could be broken, boned, bleeding, Mm -hmm. sick, just sick, always be tending to my partner's needs first. And so, like I said, my work in 2023 is to be my own best friend Mm -hmm. and get to know me very, very deeply and allow all parts of myself to be present and love on myself fully is because that's my foundation. That's my first piece. It's not looking at the relationship and saying, well, well, why do I keep putting them first? Well, hold on. I have to accept all of myself first to be able to understand what it is that I need. To meet my own needs, be my own best friend. And then come from a place of choosing. Then coming from a place. I need to provide for this person and please this person and their needs first. So then my needs can be met. No, my needs are met. And I'm choosing. Mm-hmm. To show up for this person.
1: That's a great way of putting that because doesn't christine hassler say you give from the saucer not the cup
0: yes yes because the overflow because of the
1: yes. yeah because of the overflow mm-hmm. when my needs are met that's the that's the cup and anything beyond that is what i can give
0: Whew. i knew she'd so did pop that, in did, here did, yeah yeah <laughs> So did that land a little bit differently? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's operation meet my own needs. So that when I do need to fall into receiving, it doesn't feel so scary. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Because you know that when you're choosing to show up for others, it is from a place of a full fuck yes yeah. because you're giving from your saucer and not from your cup
1: yeah yeah and the work for me is is to deal with that guilt is to deal with that with the feelings that come up around when I feel pulled Mm -hmm. and that's the work and and um the simplest thing I can you know that's regulating my schedule I don't have Beautiful. a I don't have a regular schedule and i I think that's part of the reason why I feel unsafe is I need mm-hmm. to regulate and that's regulating my nervous system, getting the same amount of sleep or whatever, you know, like going to bed on time and waking up and because I've been a little bit off after the program I just kind of was the program ended and then wah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I want a vacation and you know and so now I think just honing okay. in on some regulars. So that's one little step that I can do yeah. that I can work on. And I have yeah. time for that. I'm a busy lady, but I got time. I got time for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: yeah. awesome.
1: Thank you, Lindsay. This was really, really helpful.
0: You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So happy to be here with you.
1: Yeah, Thank you for holding space. I'm really taking away a lot to fill my cup operation, fill my cup I like
0: that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, y'all. We are signing off here, but thanks for listening and see you next week.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for listening and all your support. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to Empowered Sobriety. We are nothing without our community.
1: If you'd like to be coached by us on air or have any questions, email us at empoweredsobrietypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Sobriety podcast.